0: Welcome to Thaika Nida channel. Today, we would like to talk more about Thai economy in the tourism industry due to the COVID-19 that happened throughout the world. We now need to revisit our approach how we are going to survive through the economic crisis. Do we need to revisit our business sector, tourism sector, and as a whole in terms of the society? How we are going to address about this situation by using the SEP, or Sufficiency Economy Philosophy, into our real world? We would like to welcome Associate Professor Dr. kan She is an assistant to the President for International Affairs from National Institute of Development Administration, or NIDA, and a full-time lecturer for PhD and Master Course at NIDA. Although her main works focused on tourism, she also dedicated her time to work for community service in promoting community tourism as an alternative to build an economy in the area. Thank you so much, Ajahn May, for joining us today at the podcast. Since you are an expert in the area of tourism industry, we would like to know more in terms of your feedback and also comment about the situation of the COVID-19 that affects Thailand tourism industry at the moment. Could you please tell us more in terms of like your view on the short-term outlook that it seems like that we are under like slowly recovery or still struggle with the recession? What do you think about that? Thank you so much for the question.
1: First off, well, if we look in terms of tourism industry, I think it will be a reflection of a capital L shape in the plot graph, which is clearly a slow recovery. However, if we look at the bright side, mm-hmm. we may be able to see that in some sectors, there is also a reflection of a capital K shape, if you imagine it with me. It means that not all business in the industry are experiencing the downturn. Some business, such as delivery, medical, and even wellness, are facing the growth of the economy. Mm-hmm. So my point of view from the academic sector, I think what we should do is to set zero and restart high trust with a well thought out plan. There's also there's a room for the growth of economy. The question is just when is the right time. So here my point is we have to be patient and by being patient, we need to spend time on what really matters instead of daydreaming or complaining about what happened. We should take this given opportunity to do self-assessment and this is our chance to review and excuse ourselves, be prepared and be ready for the next chapter. So I'd like to give some examples here to answer your question about the situation, the outlook and the overview of the short-term industry after COVID-19. You can see that some countries are rushing to get back into the market without realizing all the possibilities and consequences that lie ahead. With that, in the hope of rushing back or getting back into the game without actually checking the level of their readiness in terms of system and people. And guess what today the influx of tourists brought in too many cases of COVID-19
0: as a result it created chaos rather than what they had in mind thank you so much Ajanme. this is so interesting when you mention about the case shape when you mentioned about the set zero that we should not be that rushed in terms of like jump into the business and try to pursue something but like use this opportunity to really assess on what we are and who we are and that's going to help us to as well like learn from the other practice around the world in order to prepare for our like, next step so that also leads to my next question in terms of the new normal. When we look at the industry of the tourism industry, what going to be the new normal in this area and what kind of like new landscape that we can see?
1: Okay, this is a very good question and I think for myself it's a very interesting question. So my point that I'd like to share here in terms of new normal in tourism industry will definitely be less of a mass tourism and more of an experiential journey, which is good for the people in this industry to see more of the quality, experience, trip and quality of the tourists and quality of the activities that we want to provide to tourists. At the same time, we want those kind of tourists or customers who are seeking or exploring for the experiential kind of Activity as well. So, we will see a concept of high touch with high tech industry more often. And what do I mean by that? It means that the provider will be more attention to details by adding a wow factor in all touch point of customer journey with the implementation of high technology and application to facilitate smooth running services. For example, touchless and um, cashless service, as well as the use of digital platforms in order to deliver fast and accurate action. And people will definitely. Be more cautious and more concerned about sanitization and hygiene system in the place that they visit. So, I think that this will be a new trend of behavior for both service providers and also for tourists as a customer. So, and as for your second point, question about the new landscape that we will see, I would say that. The years of concern on over tourism in honeypot areas such as Venice, Madrid, Bangkok, Phuket, etc. I believe that post-COVID will result in new phenomenon and new tourist typology where more people will be seeking for exclusivity and more authentic cities instead of mass-produced products or services provided by a cookie-cutter approach where everything is in the same pattern. Basically, it means that the service that we want to provide or that we provide to tourists will be more tailor-made, will be more customized to... F- fit with the right demand to match more with what tourists actually need. Another point I like to share is that a post lockdown, people are yawning for OP along with anxiety about crowded places. So today, Dr. Ed, if you ask me to go to a market, mm-hmm. I would definitely think twice. Yeah. If I really have to go. And if I have to go, I would spend time, a lot of time thinking how can I protect myself when I have to go to the market or crowded places. So this kind of demand and this kind of mindset mm-hmm. will bring remote and empty destination to the top of many people's wish list. For example, Chiang Rai, Rang, these kind of destination will be in demand in the future. And this, I can just say that definitely there will be rooms for tourism opportunity for destination that naturally offer physical distancing as a way of life. For example, the concept of Greenland or Mongolia. As you can see, people are actually social distancing on their own without mm-hmm. any force to do it. So another point i like to share is that self-drive trip or road Trip with a small group of friends or family to open um, to wide open space with an authentic experience away from the crowd, away from popular destinations, will become a good option for many people when they think about traveling. So, you can see that this kind of concept is sort of fit into slow tourism and slow travel. So, I can say that it will definitely gain a mainstream traction in 2021 onwards. Yeah, tourist behavior will shift from wanting full packed itinerary within one or two days' trip to Just simply travel like with longer period of stay in safety and sanitize family places where they can actually contribute to local economy while giving themselves time to properly immerse in a different culture without rushing and counting how many places they have been and how many places they have to go, they have to visit in one trip or per trip. Instead of that, they're going to just be more relaxing and spend more time taking more time in a place that they are
0: comfortable with. Wow, I really like your wow touch point that you mentioned earlier we can see from your conversation like there will be a lot of like new normal that's gonna happen and emerge um in our like not only like t- tourism landscape in thailand but also beyond i kind of like do see the, the reluctance in term of like that right now we have like concern when we have to reach out to uh, the outside pair like to the open market and stuff like that but once we learn about that how can we make sure that we integrate the hygiene but still like authentic trip or tourism um, landscape for our tourists but that also leads uh, me to uh, another question in terms of life. If you think about our survival in the future, if you would like to try and use the new trend on the tourism industry, in your view, what's going to be in new trend that's going to emerge, that's going to be the way that our country can use as our survival step or method in the future?
1: Well, first off, before we say or before we answer, what is the survival way? What is the tool in order for us to survive? We have to first understand that, who should be our focus and not only who but it should be who's the right focus for us so let me explain to you with the phenomenon in the past business tourists will not be the desired target market or the target group like before covid happened as a result of that the demand for big events, mice tourism will continue to decline even after covid-19 but we cannot deny that Mm -hmm. before the case of covid-19 business tourists was the emerging target market for many countries even for thailand some provinces like kongan Cloud were gearing and shifting and leaning towards becoming a my city as a way to survive in this fierce competition um, market. But then, as COVID 19 spread around the world last year and even up until now, many people, many workers were forced to adapt to working from home. It's sort of like an acceptable social norm now where working from home is a common thing. So, regardless of countries or nationality, we all have to adapt ourselves to be familiar with the use of technology and have to. Be able to work with needed applications that required or used by our counterparts, such as Webinar, Zoom, Microsoft Teams. Also, traveling for work purposes, especially traveling overseas for meetings, may not be much needed like before, as we can use online platforms to connect people. So, I believe that with those changes, and with some changes in many areas of life and daily routines, behavior will outlive the pandemic. As a result of that, the focus will be back. To recreation and leisure tourists. So, for the industry, if we want to survive, of course, we have to find the right group, the right target. Who should we focus next? Right? We don't want the dead wood. Who cannot? the best asset for the community or for the destination we have to find the right one so mm-hmm. apart from that a silver generation was also the target group for many countries mm-hmm. due to their spending ability and not much limitations on the length of stay when they travel to places compared to Gen X or Gen Y whether they have to work whether they have to study and not much free time however my point is here even many countries have the COVID-19 vaccination programs that are prioritizing the older people it seems possible that the focus of many countries, especially in terms of tourism industry, has shifted to aim for a younger age of people, such as digital nomads instead of retirees, to travel during COVID-19 due to the risk of health. So you see, things change. We were so sure that this group, the civil generation, the um, active aging, the retirees will be the goal for us, will be the target group for us. But you see, external factor interfere with this. It changed the phenomenon. So when input change, process change, output will be changed as well. The focus has to shift according to what happened or what's happening. So new normal is becoming now normal today. But in order for tourism and hospitality industry to cope well with the change, it important for the industry to pick up the pace and take this now normal to become the new focus and the new you as fast as possible and that will be the way to survive in the industry today and not only the industry itself workforce and human resources in tourism and hospitality industry need to adapt to certain characteristics in order to survive such as self operation continuous improvement, systematic and analytical thinking, creativity, and also adaptability. And also the focal point for the industry to survive are to pay attention to stakeholder participation. We cannot just win by ourselves and we cannot just survive by our own and others die. No, we have to win together. We have to go together. We have to get through it together. Obtainable policies, rules and regulations is also important. Clear goals and directions need to be made. Creating tourists memorable experience in pos- in every possible point, in every possible touch point and journey is important. Accessibility to valid information and last but not least, a flow of communication. These are
0: the factors that we need to consider in order to help us survive in a market today or in a world situation today. Wow, I really like your statement in terms of like the way that we think, need to think about how we're gonna survive throughout this kind of crisis. And you say it clear that like, we, before we start on anything, we really need to focus on who who's gonna be our right target for the future. And also that will be like uh, along the line in terms of like the way that how we're gonna make sure that like we target the right group. Rather than that we think about like the um business tourism but like kind of like shift towards like the recreational and also like leisure tourism how to shift between like um the silver generation towards the younger generation like the digital nomad gonna be some kind of like new focus that tourism sector need to really pay attention and beyond that it's not like one certain sector gonna be survive but actually that we need to survive together in the way of like rule and regulation and also those kind of like uh skill that to be need for the upskill and reskill for our workforce and throughout that's gonna be the way that we can like make sure that we're going to sustain in term of our survival mode thank you so much Ajanme. this is like very helpful in term of like for um our audience to take away for this kind of like statement for their work this is also lead to like another way when we think about like um the kind of like the alternative approach that the tourism industry have to keep it alive in during this tough time if we need to focus about the tourism sector if you can keep uh, give us a few key points or the approach that they need to really pay attention What going to be your recommendation on that?
1: Thailand tourism market was driven by demand push base. We all know that in the long run, it will not be good for the country. Fortunately, we have resources that match with those common demands. So we didn't have to invest much on the needed assets required by tourists. However, by being a demand push based destination, We all know that it definitely and it's still going to generate many negative impacts such as over-tourism, over-consumption, recognition of resources. So what should be our solution here? We keep hearing the word quality tourists, but I think what's more important is not about just saying that we need quality tourists, but it should be about knowing how to attract those quality tourists with appropriate strategies and proper methods. We cannot just say that we want them, but still doing the same old thing by focusing on the volume instead of choosing based on their responsibility behavior as a tourist. So what I'd like to say is that we should start with a brand new mindset. Not everyone is our good customer. Not every tourist can generate us the same level of profit. So we have to be selective. Mm. It's time for Thailand to be selective. Pick the right group of tourists who appreciate what we have, who appreciate us, and those who have appreciation for us will also have respect for us, for our culture, and for our resources. So, but all in all, we have to respect ourselves first in order to see our values, in order to see who's right for us, and in order to realize that it is time to start doing appropriate strategy in sustainable manners for tracing industry in Thailand.
0: Any recommendation on that in terms of how to? You mean like in terms of like the government sector or the private sector need to jump in in order to really make sure that this is gonna happen? I
1: think flow of communication is important, and also consequences of actions need to be clearly stated. We cannot just tell them what to do without educating them mm. the outcome or the consequences of that action. So if people actually see what are we getting from this certain action. She, for example, from the sustainable manner. So have them clearly see what they will be getting in the future or the result of that action, how it will benefit them. I think this kind of statement, this kind of principles will will push them to do the right action and to tell them that it is time. Stop Greedy behavior, stop greedy mindset and think about the future. Think about the new generation, the next generation. Think about our resources. What really matters. So I think if all the stakeholders, not only public sector, but also private sector, hold hands, do follow the same direction and put the right action into the right direction. I think
0: you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I see. So that's gonna be the way that we kind of like can make sure that the solution will be there during this kind of such a crisis. Thank you, Hajar Mei. If we look back in terms of like the tourism industry, you also touched upon on that point earlier in term of like the herd immunity. Right now, many people talk, try to talk about that and think that that's gonna be suitable for the tourism industry. So, but like in your view, what should be the herd immunity for this sector that they need to prepare in order to avoid such a kind of crisis? in the future and that's also lead to the n- another question in terms of like how we are going to utilize them as our tool that's going to help to protect and prevent this sector for the long run
1: So I think the first question is very interesting. I would say that the herd energy for tourism industry would be a combination of applying sufficiency economy, philosophy together with the right consciousness in the mind of individuals. I'm talking about the individual level. So this combination should underline our actions. For example, first, set up tourism policy with the right consciousness that aims to maximize benefit for majority with sensible quality measurement and reasonable indicators. Sometimes we see policies Sometimes we know how to do how to put action into the work, how to act, but the KPI to measure the quality or to measure the performance doesn't make sense. So these kind of things have to come together. Sensible quality measurement with reasonable indicators have to come together with a clear policy. And how can we formulate policy? It has to come from the right consciousness of the people, right? So this is the first point. The second point, we need to use knowledge and local wisdom in the proper, in the appropriate way to add values to our products and services. Don't just copy and paste from a successful case. Mm-hmm. Don't just sell what they sell. Don't just do what they do. If we cannot outshine others, okay, we have to go extra mile and do more. If we find ourselves in a place that the world doesn't revolve around our products, products, products or our service anymore, then it's time for us to stop and think first to find out who's the best practice and what can we learn from them. By saying learn, I don't mean just go on and copy what they do and do it. Mm -hmm. No, but we need to adopt and adapt from them. We need to be reasonable. We need to reasonably adapt from the best practice. And make it fit with our own context. We need to be able to find a gap in the industry, in the market, okay? And that's my second point. So the third point, the third step in this combination uh, to create a strong and impactful branding and country image. We don't just want to be a sheep destination in the eyes of tourists. We want to be a value-for-money destination. So mm-hmm. by being a value-for-money destination, it's not about selling ourselves sheep. Mm-hmm. Instead, we have to position ourselves to be a valuable destination. Could be by highlighting on what we have, and by um, and why we worth their money. However, the branding and the image that we want to create it should be based on realness and morality. This is important. Fake doesn't last. Realness will win it all. So this is my point about the right consciousness. Do things right and have the um enough behavior and the enough mindset or non-greedy behavior. It will put us in the right place. Okay. And fourth four step is segmentation and targeting. It is important to know who are our premium customers. I highlight I like to highlight that. We only want premium customers. We don't want everyone. We don't want to sell our product randomly to everyone. We sell it to those who are appreciate our values because tourists they of course they have different characteristics, they have different ability to spend and of course they have different expectations and different limitations. So the key success is to find out and to find who's the right one and Market in the right way. By targeting the certain group of customers will alleviate greed driven behavior. This is what I want to highlight. We want to get rid of this kind of behavior by doing the segmentation and that will help us grow in a sustainable way. Last but not least, the um, evaluation and monitoring should not be overlooked. It is one of the essential toolkits here. So every plan we have, everything we do, we need to make sure that we have appropriate evaluation and monitoring system to review performance of our action based on the combination of sufficiency economy philosophy for sustainable growth and the right consciousness in all so, to conclude my point, I think with the combination of sufficiency, um, economy, philosophy, and the right consciousness in mind, to know what's right and what's not will be the, an immunity for not only the industry but for the individual as well. Mm-hmm. And as for your second question about how to utilize them as tools to protect the sector in the long term, I'd like to say here that before we use or we utilize any tools. For your next question about how to utilize them as a tool to protect the sector in the long run. So I would say that before we actually utilize any tools, it is important that we need to have a well understanding on the tools that we plan to use first, okay? So we need to know the input and understand the process. Then we need to be aware of the output and the possible outcomes. Mm -hmm. So in this case, people in the sector be on the same page that sufficiency economy philosophy is the heart of doing business with the same goal which is to pursue sustainable tourism development and i don't just say only can be applicable to tourism industry, but I'm sure that sufficiency economy philosophy can fit in all dimensions and in all types of industry. So the key success here is to keep it balanced, this is important. Of course, we want to see the growth in the industry at the same time to make sure that our resources have not been overly consumed. So it is a must that all destinations need to implement resiliencies and carrying capacities As the approach or as the tool to stay on the track of sustainable tourism development together with, of course, the philosophy of sufficiency economic action. And moreover, we need to pay attention to the balance trade-off to ensure and make sure that we can accommodate the demand at the same time, the supply properly. So by doing that, I think the industry needs to also be about level of willingness and readiness of resources that they use. need to make sure that the level of stability in terms of environment, in terms of people, and in terms of economic structures are being well managed.